You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. He's from the Action Network. He's on the GetMyPhoenix.com. Guest on the Phoenix, a revolutionary technology, helping men all across America get back to their best in the bedroom. Visit GetMyPhoenix.com. To learn more, Alex, welcome back to the show. Uh, we got a lot to talk about here this week as we try to you know, kind of pare down the national title picture and how many teams are still in this thing that have a chance to get to the playoff. And TCU is still undefeated. They will be at West Virginia this weekend. Alex, your thought on this game, TCU a 7.5-point favorite. One, do you like TCU this weekend? And two, do you think TCU has a chance at the playoff, still undefeated this late in the year? You know, it's funny. TCU is a tricky team because I vividly remember last year coming on here and pleading my case for Max Duggan for Heisman. And, yeah. of course, I think I was a, <laughs> I was a year too early, naturally. Um, TCU, mm-hmm. I think the main thing here is the defense. Um, if you look at all the top 15 teams in a metric like SP+, which you know I use from time to time. I don't think it's necessarily the Bible, but um, they're the only team that's outside the top 55 in defense right now. Um, against West Virginia, I don't think it'll be a problem. I think the only actual spot here is to either lay the points because I'm not a big believer in Neil Brown. I don't think the team's that good. Um, in this spot, I'd lay the chalk, but I'm not necessarily a believer in TCU only because of the defense. I know you could probably say it and make that case for a lot of teams that are right outside that fringe or, or making kind of the push for uh, for a title race like Tennessee or you know, Oregon or UCLA. Um, but for me, I think you got to have at least some semblance of a defense. Um, they're a fun team. Don't, don't get me wrong. I think betting overs, TCU overs from here on out has been the play. And I, and I think they're still good because of the defense, but um, you know, I, I'm not a firm believer in buying them down the long run, but I think in this spot uh, laying seven and a half against a team that I don't think is very good. I think is the only play. Yeah, but over the summer, Alex, uh, you came on here and you said fade, fade, fade Arizona State, and Herm Edwards is getting fired on the field like in the right after the year started. So uh, th- that was a great call there. I saw over at the Action Network you uh, wrote up Virginia Tech NC State for tonight. We also, uh, if you're going to stay up late, got Utah-Washington State. Uh, what do you think is important to uh, consider with these uh, college games tonight? Okay, so yeah, I wrote Thursday the Virginia Tech-NC State game, and you know I'll touch on this later too because I want to throw out a play on Rutgers um, for this Saturday as well, and this kind of fits the mold too. Um, In writing this game, VT-NC State, typically when we see big conference underdogs on the road with a really, really low total – and, I mean, usually when we use this filter at Action Network and we use the parameters, we're talking about totals that are closing in the range of, like, 48. The total this for tonight, like, the lowest, I think, of the entire week besides the Iowa game, like 39 and a half. Um, getting 13 and a half, I have a position on VT under 
six on the regular season win total, so I'm not necessarily a believer, but I think getting 13 and a half years to play based on what we've seen in this type of spot, um, a big dog on the road in conference. You're not talking about a super, super high total here. Um, I, I recommend the play on the Hokies plus the points. Um, Alex, Oklahoma State at Kansas State. Uh, Manhattan, a tough place to play. Adrian Martinez isn't healthy. Um, this is now uh, Oklahoma State plus one and a half I'm seeing. Um, who do you like in this one? Yeah, I really don't have an opinion on this game, to be honest. And really, it just goes back to the teams. Oklahoma State, for me, has just been – I draw a debt every time I try to bet a, uh, an Oklahoma State um, game for the life of me. Uh, for example, I am holding an under eight and a half wins ticket. Um, Spencer Sanders is a quarterback who has hurt me any way possible. Last week, Will Howard went off. And so, you know, it, it kind of, it, it's, it's a really tricky game in my opinion. It's not one that I actually have an opinion on, guys, to be completely honest. Um, the Big 12 for me hasn't been too kind in terms of futures. So I think I'm actually a little bit wrong on both teams. Kansas State, I thought with Adrian Martinez, I didn't think it was going to be as good as they were. Um, I was obviously wrong on Oklahoma State. I'm actually going to be on the sidelines for this one. It was one that I literally crossed off right off the bat. Um, I'm staying far away from this game, to be perfectly honest. Alex, let me throw the two um, top five teams that are pretty big favors this weekend. Tell me, of the two of them, who you're more confident in will cover the number, and, and who, if any, you think might not. Mm -hmm. Ohio State, 15.5-point favorite at Penn State in the Big Ten. And then Tennessee welcoming Kentucky. Tennessee, obviously, is kind of sandwiched in these uh, huge games. You know, they, they upset Alabama. They got Georgia coming up soon. And they get Kentucky at home here. So it's Ohio State 15.5 over Penn State, Tennessee 12.5 over Kentucky. Do you like either of the big favorites? And would you worry about either of them not covering this number? So I don't have a plan either, but I will say that I like Ohio State minus the points more than I like Tennessee. Um, we were just talking about this Tennessee-Kentucky game last week. Um, Tennessee's offense has, has yet to really have that dud of a game. And it's really, really hard to go and be as perfect as they've been. And when you're throwing the ball as much and you're uh, running so many plays and you're as clean as possible, um, I think that they are due for a game in which they are just not running at the 100% type that they can. And I know that they have receivers everywhere, but I think this is a big spot for Will Levis too. I, I know that he's been considered like a top, you know, could be one of the top quarterback prospects heading into the draft this year. So I'm not a big believer in Tennessee's defense. I don't think they've been tested that much. We saw it against Alabama. They were running up and down the field on them. And I don't think Alabama's offense is anything special this year, uh, especially at receiver. And they made Tennessee's defense look awful. Um, if I'm taking the points in either of those matchups, I feel a lot more con confident taking them with Kentucky. I actually like Ohio State minus the points, although I didn't necessarily make a stance on it quite yet. Alex, uh, you teased us with the upcoming Rutgers game this week, so why don't we hit on that mm -hmm. now. Uh, got They're at Minnesota. They're, as far as I know, you would know better. Um, I haven't seen an announcement about Tanner Morgan, so <laughs> I was watching last week closely because I had a big play on Penn State. I mean, it looked like Fleck was going to mm -hmm. run the ball first 50 plays. They almost got to 50 rushes in the game that they trailed yeah. throughout. Uh, so what are you thinking about this matchup? Yeah. Okay. So the I will note this. I it's so hard these days to to make a concrete stance on quarterbacks because I can't tell you how many times I've bet and have been ahead of quarterback moves and have just lost completely outright and I've just been flopped. So um, 
I made this number with Morgan in, and I still like Rutgers at 14. I wanted to kind of take the the conference big road underdog um, stick and apply it here, but you know, I really like Shiano here in the underdog role. I don't think that they're 14 points um, less talented than Minnesota. Um, I think it's going to be a really bland game. I think if I think if Rutgers could score 10, 13 points, they're perfectly fine here. I actually, it's one of those plays where where I'm not necessarily rushing to bet Rutgers. I didn't think I was going to be rushing to bet Rutgers, but it was it was purely a numbers play for me. I thought eight and a half was fair, um, so 14 made all the sense in the world to grab. I know that there's some, I think some 14 and a half minus 115 out there at MGM, so if anybody wants to grab like the half hook on the cushion, I'm, I'm okay with that, but I thought it was, I just thought it was way too many points for a team that's that's quietly trending up and a team that's quietly trending down. Speaking of a lot of points, Michigan State at Michigan. I know the whole narrative play is going to come into this one. Uh, we had another guest on earlier this week who liked Michigan State to cover. Curious your thoughts on this one. So I'm a diehard Michigan fan um, to the core. I'm very, very unbiased. And I think this was the first year really where I was optimistic about the team. I really, really latched onto the roster. Um and I still think that this team is really good. Um, I'm a big J.J. McCarthy fan. He played high school football right in my, uh, in my local area. Um, I haven't had a lot of stances on Michigan games this year, to be honest, and I necessarily haven't found a huge edge that I've been waiting to like hit necessarily. But in this case, I actually do like Michigan State too. I, I think this game is more important to Michigan State. I still think Michigan State's roster is talented at areas that they need to be talented in. Um, they've yet to really like put together a four quarter game. And that goes back to playing like Western Michigan in week one, where, you know, there was a scare there, but I think in a rivalry game like this, you know, you, I, and, I, and it sounds cliche, but I really do think that you can kind of throw out the records and, and throw out how teams have been trending coming into this game. And I, and I just, I think that's too many points in a rivalry game, even though Michigan state's drawn dead in just about every category possible, but they are, they are getting a little bit more healthy, especially a wide receiver. I think their offense can do a little bit of damage here to keep them in the game. So I, I think the, I think the points are too many. Uh, and I, I take the Spartans here, even though I'm, I'm a diehard Wolverines fan. We're talking to Alex Kaloje of the Action Network here on College Football for this week. And in big picture, Alex, we've discussed on the show for a couple of weeks the idea of three SEC teams making the playoff. Do you think it is realistic, possible, crazy? I mean, a couple of things probably have to kind of work out in certain ways and losses for certain programs. But what do you think about that, that idea by the end that we have Georgia, Alabama, and Tennessee all among the Final Four? With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. So I, I think it's certainly warranted. Um, I think when you look at the national picture, the only other teams, I think you could make a case for probably, I mean, I'm looking right here, I, Ohio State, absolutely. Michigan, I want to say that Michigan certainly warranted, but, I, you know, again, being a fan, I've seen time and time again uh, in the Harbaugh era, 
Um, three teams, and it's funny because if I was to pick one right now that I didn't think deserved to be in it, it would obviously be Alabama. Um, however, if you were to give me just – if I had to pick two right now that I thought were going to get in, I think it would be Georgia and by some and by some grace of the gods, Alabama and Tennessee somehow finds a way to get out. Um, only because they're just the type of team that I don't think – actually is the most complete team out of all three of them, but they've done nothing but win every single one of their games. I think three SEC teams, honestly, wouldn't be bad for football, especially in a year like this where I don't think it's as necessarily as top-heavy and, and where it's as anybody's game and, um, you know, everybody's got a shot. A lot of these teams are starting to fall off, and if you gave me Georgia, Alabama, and Tennessee in a, in a Final Four, I think they would absolutely be warranted, especially top five. Alex, any other games uh, for this weekend that we that we have not hit on that uh, you're uh, particularly interested in? Yeah, you know, let me go down the list right now. I so <laughs> I do think that Oregon is a lot better than Cal. Cal's a team that I don't think has any sort of offense at all. It's the spot that I'm worried about. Um, but otherwise, I think 17 with Oregon's actually cheap. Uh, I think you're going to see a lot of people on Cal this week just because it's a road game. So it's, uh, it's an early kick. It's a, it's a hangover spot, but I actually made this line 22 and a half. Um, I'm just waiting to see if it goes down a little bit lower. Um, but I think Oregon's in an absolute smash spot versus Cal. Cal to me is one of the most fraudulent teams in the country. They're a team that doesn't have an offense whatsoever. Um, they scored a couple late touchdowns last week versus Washington that really had no effect. I think this is an absolute gift. Um, and Oregon's running hotter than absolutely any team in the, in the country right now. So I thought 17 was cheap, made it 22 and a half, 23, and I'm perfectly fine laying it all the way up to 20. But I'm going to see if there's going to be any Cal money coming in closer to kickoff. Alex, if you had to make a play on the Notre Dame-Syracuse game, which side would you be on? Syracuse coming off a, a loss last week. I wish they were up early in that game against Clemson. Couldn't hold on. They're short favorites at home, only two and a half right now at BetMGM against Notre Dame. What, what do you think about this game? That's right. Well, whatever bet I make on this game, I would lose because both teams haven't done <laughs> me very well this year. I would look at the total. I would play under. I, I don't know why. Syracuse under or Syracuse totals to me always feel a little bit too high. They don't really have a downfield threat. Um, they keep the ball on the ground a lot. They they you know when they throw the ball to Gats and he's making like 15, 20 yard catches, but otherwise it's 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 kind of methodical. Their defense has been playing well. I I don't really have a play on the spread, but the only thing that stuck out to me was the total, and I thought it was a couple points too high. If if you had to if I had to make a play on the you know, on the side, I, I'd probably lay it with Syracuse. I don't think Notre Dame. I think they're more, you know, paper tiger than anything this year. Alex, anything uh, notable at this point with the Heisman? We've, we've seen this award won very late in the season. We've got plenty of football left. You know what? Not really. I will say this, though. The Heisman's tough because, you know, I picked four guys, four quarterbacks. I think three of them got hurt. Um, one of them has been out for half the season. One of them may have gotten benched mid season. Um, you know, nothing really, I, it's, it's one of those things where you'll probably see some guys fluctuate up here in the next couple weeks just to make things interesting, but it's really just kind of been a moot point with CJ Stroud going nuts. I thought Caleb yeah. Williams had a shot there only because he's been able to show his rushing ability too. And I think that's really, really, uh, underrated for a quarterback in his, in his Heisman statistics, but, you know, West Coast 
kid and, and you have one bad game and he kind of fell out of the running. I don't really think there's a buy point right now. Um, it's actually been kind of a, a stale race, to be honest, um, yeah. which sucks. But, I mean, you, you, you kind of get those every once in a while. Alex, appreciate hopping on. As always, Alex Kolodajay of the Action Network on the GetMyPhoenix.com guest line. The Phoenix is a revolutionary technology helping men all across America get back to their best in the bedroom. Visit GetMyPhoenix.com to learn more. We'll dive back to the NFL next. Week 8 line movements, some of our favorite sides. Quarterback changes, a lot to do on the NFL next right here on the Beck UL Network.